Hey, everybody, we got a great show coming up today. We have Ryan Minicello in of The Drumway, and we're here to talk a bit about online education. Studio Seller. Hey, everybody. It is another episode of The Studio Seller, and we have a returning guest, Ryan Minicello. Good to be back, guys. Good yeah. to see you again. Uh, but you're not here for Jet Pilot anymore. You're here for the nope. Drumway. Yeah, I'm here for my new Different. online drum education website. Yep. Yeah. Excellent. So uh, the Jet Pilot thing isn't isn't anymore, is it? Jet Pilot has gone by the way. The way of the dinosaurs. The way of the it's dinosaurs. Unfortunate. You guys were tight. Well, <laughs> me and Jimmy, me and Jimmy are still playing. Well, that's good. To get out. Yeah, we got a new project going. Mm-hmm. The Red Tooth. He plays a eight-string guitar, and I'm playing <laughs> drums, and it's, it's intense. It's intense music, so we're like, yeah. we're excited to get. It's a new craze, two-man bands. Well, that's not a very new craze. Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah it's just right. coming back in style. It's back. There you yeah. go. It's coming it's, back. It's, it's the local. It's a local craze now. Well, you know, I think two-man bands that they're they're simple, right? They're yeah. simple. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's it's very easy to collaborate one-on-one with somebody and create something, but there has to be that extra bit of versatility in there to make it interesting. To fill the entire sound, absolutely, exactly. you know, because most of the time it's the guitarist and the drummer. The drummer's not as melodic as the guitarist, but he's got to drive the rhythm the entire oh, time. Oh yeah. So, yeah. No, I like it. We played, when we were still with Jet Pilot, when we were still Jet Pilot, we played with these guys, the Lousy Instruments, up out of Boston, and they were um, like a big John Bonham kind of set, <laughs> like those big things that you just crash, <laughs> and just and the guitarist, he was really funny. They wrote like really funny music, and it was like, one of their songs was something like, my life will be boring and I will die on a Tuesday. <laughs> <laughs> but they were, they were a lot of fun. They check were a two-band man, though. Two-man <laughs> band. Two-band man. Two-band man. Very nice. Yeah. Well, that's a man who's in two bands. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, technically, Tom, when uh, we started out, we were a two-man band. It's very true, yeah. The drum and bass. is, yeah. uh, But that's hard. That's hard to get a really full, good sound going. Yeah. You, b- both of us have to do a lot. Yeah, definitely. Um, but yeah, it worked. I and like we, it. Uh, we had somebody come in, and and now we're kind of doing it again. Now we're kind of back, yeah, where we started. Come a full bit. circle, doing the same two person thing. That's the way it always goes. Always yeah. comes yeah. full circle. <laughs> yeah. So I mean, what have you been up to? I mean, you guys were the, the second episode. Yeah, that was a long. That? The se- oh, you I were know. the second ever. Yeah, yeah. That was right after we finished the recording, the DVP here yeah. with Jim. We were uh, in oh, yeah, here yeah. talking about it. Yeah, we were just hitting Boston and Providence, and life was full of wonder, <laughs> possibilities. <laughs> now, one year later, now we've all turned cynical. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> no. But. So I mean, what have you been up to? What what kind of prompted you to to start the drumway? Well, what is the drumway oh, yeah, yeah, first? Okay. Well, the drumway, it's just kind of it's me. a new freeway. Yeah, for, uh, for drummers, yeah. for drummers only. Project it's like drumway. a hub lane. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, it just kind of started me sitting playing behind my set one day, and I got to thinking, you know, like what is practice? Because I always had thought of practice as like a rigid routine with like a metronome and a deadline like something like that like that's <laughs> so super official did. right yeah, something yeah. like it was i was gonna get smacked on the hand with a ruler <laughs> if i messed up my but i you know for 15 years i've been playing and i never practiced like that i always just got behind the drums and played so the drumway is my effort to 
translate the way I view playing drums to other aspiring drummers. You know, I feel like it's an interesting, different approach to it. It's not exactly traditional, but it, I try to emphasize, you know, having fun with it, you know, learning different things and learning how different rhythms work and, you know, putting up lessons and uh, just trying to open up the possibilities that I feel like everyone has the potential to be a good drummer. I mean, we mm-hmm. all have rhythm. Everyone's well, well we had this we discussion. Had this discussion. <laughs> oh, yeah? <laughs> uh, recently, yeah. We were talking about how um, do you do you believe that people are born with the, the, the genes, the talent to play an instrument? Do you believe anybody can be taught? I believe that certain people are more gifted than others when it comes to it. Like, obviously... Um, a, p- a pianist who plays the way he does isn't going to be able to necessarily play drums the same way because he found his avenue of expression almost, you mm-hmm. know? So I think that you can you can make um, any competent person rhythmic-wise into a good drummer. Like, we all have that kind of rhythm to us. It's like the first form of music. It's in, inside of all of us. Like, I don't know. I've met some people. I've met some people who, who lack rhythm. rhythm. Oh yeah, I mean, well, I mean, that's they're, like, they're but, totally uh, them. <laughs> there's, there's those them things. too. Yeah. Oh yeah. The, well, that's the thing. Like, even with like singing, um, like I can't sing. I can hit notes. Like I know when I'm off pitch or not, but I I do not have a voice for singing, and nobody's gonna be able to teach me. Well, I'm, how I'm, to do that. I'm I'm the same way, Jim. I'm. I think I'm probably tone deaf. Like I can hear, I can hear the way I want a melody to sound yeah. in my head, but what comes out of my mouth? No, it's it's not even like in key. Nine yeah, times out of ten, it's just because that's not the the kind of expression that clicks with me so much as drumming does. Yeah. I guess that's just the curse of us drummers, right. Jim. I know. <laughs> yeah, but I, I don't know. I mean, I have been playing drums for. Fucking fifteen years now, I think. How long yeah, have you probably. been playing? Fifteen years. Yeah, as well, yeah. Yeah, the fifteen year crew. The fifteen over here. year club. Good job, guys. Gonna crack uh, a bottle yeah. of champagne. <laughs> but like, I know, I know other drummers who have been playing for fifteen years who you know aren't. I, mean, I don't want to sit here and say they're not as good as us, but you know we're versatile. We, we've refined our skill a lot more, or progressed more than than those people. And I just wonder if it's something in our genetic makeup sure we i think we could definitely just be more drawn to drums yeah. at the end of the day you know it's something we truly enjoy doing so you maybe we'll you think that those people really aren't drummers they think they're drummers but maybe their their virtuoso instrument is the fucking cello or something um you know i don't know i just think if if you like getting behind the drum set and banging away like freaking tarzan or doing whatever the hell you want to do good on you you know just as long as you like to yeah. do it, it's a fun thing. It's physical. It's yeah. exhausting. You almost get a endorphin rush when you yeah. finish, you know, playing a live set. Well, I mean, that was like one yeah. of the, you know, I try to get into different things. Like, I tried to learn how to play guitar. I've been technically playing guitar for as long as I've been playing drums, but mm-hmm. I am nowhere near a guitar player. Like, I can sit there and play or whatever, but... Um, it was something that I never really wanted to practice. Like every once in a while, I'll pick up the guitar and be like, "Yeah, this is fun." Yeah. But every day after school, I'd be behind the drum kit. Yeah, every day. Yeah, that's for like three hours until I had I'd go I'd come from school and then have to go to work at five. And those three hours in between was just playing drums. And those three hours are like the highlight of your day. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, well, that's what it is, right there. You love playing it, and 
Well, would that be considered practice then? I mean, that's, technically. That's what I consider to be practice because I don't. I really like um, thinking more of practice as an improvisation. You know, like I've I started playing piano, but I don't like taking the book and yeah, you know, doing all these Figuring finger exercises like my brother does. My brother's an excellent pianist. He's being classically trained up at school right now. But for me, you know, I just learned like a, a simple chord progression in like E minor or something. And I just play that and I like to just play it. And I do that for 45 minutes. Well, that's not practice, Acqu- you know, with, with the bunny right. ears there, yeah. practice. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. It's, it's playing and it's expressing. And I think that's what any sort of instrumentation is what it all comes down to you're trying to express something yeah well practice goes back to what jimmy was saying it's just refined you guys have refined yourself over so i mean practice comes and in my uh, it's just repetition constant repetition oh yeah whether it's by the book repetition or if it's constantly learning this uh, like learning a song like you guys play and listen to stuff like you refine those tricks and then you adapt those tricks and bring them other places you make them your own. You figure mm-hmm. out that, oh, absolutely. That's a huge part of it is, you know, your foundation is everything you've listened to. And, you know, I know for Jim, too, a big stage for me was sitting behind the kit and trying to learn Tool songs. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you sit down there and you're like, how the hell is Danny Carey doing this? And you just try to figure it out over and over again. Oh, I had again. one day where I think I literally spent, it had to have been four or five hours just doing the one uh, polyrhythm from Eulogy. I just, I, because I always wanted to learn it. And one day I just sat there and I said, I'm not leaving this drum set until I figure out how to do it because this is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah you, you figured it out though, yeah, right? I did. You got it's, it. I, I said, I'm yeah. not leaving the drum kit. And I did. So, you it's, know? it's that kind of dedication. That's the, the <laughs> intent behind practice is what it's all about with that dedication to figuring something out and learning something new. Yeah. That's how that's how I view practice. Great. Now, now, how are you reaching out to uh, to people through this? I mean, I know we kind of mentioned it's kind of like a blog kind of place. So, are you doing this through articles, through video, through, um, through what? So, right now, I've done it through articles, certainly with a little blog. Uh, the blog extends from everything to how I go about preparing for practice, like getting my wrists loosened up and everything, getting ready to perform behind the drum set because you always want to be able to play to your best abilities behind Mm -hmm. it i've got that i've uh, put up two lessons you know just outlining basic rock grooves and basic syncopation you know and trying to relate the 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 music notation to songs that are you know out there like there's a part in the in my syncopation lesson where it's similar to the part that the drummer for the Rolling Stones plays in satisfaction, you know, dun, 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 that, Mm -hmm. that's syncopated, you know, so if you, I have the notation, I have an audio sample, which I came in and recorded here at Turbulent Studios with Jim. Oh, shameless plug. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I put those next to the exercise, try to explain it a little bit through words, because I also really like writing too, like I like trying to express myself clearly in words mm-hmm. trying to get it to click a bit um so there's there's lessons up there there's uh some stuff on just you know lifestyle just almost being healthy um pretty much everything i view that you put into the stew of becoming a good drummer that's kind of what nice. it is drummer yeah. stew Potential new name. Making a little drum stew. (laughs) You know, I was reading, um, I I was perusing some forums and stuff because 
um, I had been starting to go back to the gym and I was like, oh, maybe I should start focusing on some exercises that'll help me build like, you know, drum muscles. And there, there actually isn't like, there's nothing out there. It's, it's, it's all about building endurance. It's not about building muscle for playing drums. Well, um, I'm also like helplessly interested in the way the body works and the way mind and body are connected. I'm actually going back to school at UMass to study kinesiology, which is the study of movement. And I remember sitting with the advisor. She was like, so what are you so interested about this for? I was like, well, really, the thing that interests me so much is how playing drums, you're doing four things with four limbs, but actually you're doing a fifth thing too and you're thinking the whole time. So that's five different processes right there. How does the mind and body combine to perform that way so well even even you know on on that subject of there are days where your your mindset is just way better than it is like sometimes oh, yeah. sometimes mm-hmm. you'll get behind the kit and you'll be just so pumped and you'll do things like you didn't even think you could do yeah and then to be other days where it's like you know i was doing this the other day and now i can't do it it's like mm-hmm. yeah, what the hell? You, you know, it's really it, weird. It does happen. Yeah, and you get a little discouraged. Yeah. You maybe sink a little lower <laughs> in the throne, and you're just like, I guess I'm just gonna play my play dep- it safe. Play my depression away. <laughs> <laughs> the other thing that's interesting is, it, especially with guitar players, but I've noticed it with drummers too, is everybody puts kind of their sonic stamp on on the way that they play, like. Um, you know, I could play a groove and then you could play the same exact groove. And because we're two different people, it's going to sound completely different. It's going to be the groove, yeah. but just the, uh, the nuances of it are, are completely the, different. Your, your little style, you yeah. know, what, what defines you, your, yeah, exactly. Your stamp on the way you play it. Absolutely. I think every, every person who plays music has their own personal. Right. Yeah. Well, especially it's going to say with the guitar. Like if you were to, uh, play a couple, have three different guitarists play uh, the same riff you can go that's santana you mm-hmm. know that's um david gilmore yeah and that, that's yeah. slash or something in slash. the uh, in the syncopation lesson i just put up yesterday i actually have the you know how the beginning of message in a bottle by the police yeah. is just dun, 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 dun. Yeah. Mm-hmm. i'd say that and i'm like and so then in my little write-up on the exercise i'm like well there's a drummer in Stuart copeland who no matter where you hear him yeah. you know it's him because right, i remember exactly. i remember devin showing me Oysterhead years ago and he was like this is Les Claypool's new project and I was like oh he's sick and I heard the drummer and I heard the way he was doing on the high I was like that's Stuart Copeland I was like I can tell it's Stuart (laughs) Copeland (laughs) definitely well that's also uh, I mean in my opinion whether or not you like what so so say you don't like because you can tell when it's Les Claypool playing yeah so if you don't that that's what defines greatness to me is being able to pick pick it out of anywhere uh, yeah. And whether or not you like it is irrelevant. Yeah. But if you can pick it out like, oh, man, I know exactly who and what that is, then that, that's an accomplishment. That means you've been a success. You've, you've defined something for yourself. And that's, and that's what I look for in a band, too, is like mm-hmm. when you have the four or five different members that have, all have their personalized sonic stamp combining together to make a song that it's unique, that's what I look for. And there, is, there isn't any of that anymore today. Well, there's, a, all, there's a lack of it There's today. a lack of it, yeah. It's hard to find in the mainstream, I'll say that, because it's all plastic bullshit. Can I tell you how much I like that phrase, sonic stamp? <laughs> you should you should trademark that yeah. or something. That is their sonic stamp. Yeah, it's like a fingerprint. It totally yeah. is. Yeah, that's the best way I've ever heard it put. I think I think the people who developed Shazam already have it. Oh really? Or a sonic signature? Or they're just taking or all those like S words. I know. Shazam, <laughs> sonic signature. Shazam with your sonic stamp signature. <laughs> 
Damn them. <laughs> Damn them. No, but I, I totally hear what you're saying, and I think that's the... That's the point when you know that someone's entered into, you know, becoming a true artist is when they have their own complete style because you can't just copy someone else's style because it's already been done. Yeah. You're not that person, you know. It's you got to develop your own thing and it's just going to come to you naturally almost, you know. It's it's an expression of you. It's a very good point. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, nowadays you sit behind the kit and you don't really need to think about it. It just comes. Oh yeah, you know, and I know when I first, very first starting out, it was just like, oh, I gotta think about all this, and you like just, I can't wait till the day I can just sit down. And well, then, after after fifteen years, you know, we've yeah. learned the language. You yeah. know, we know how to speak it rhythmically and the muscle memory. Exactly, too. yeah. You know, it just just happens. Like I cannot play out of rhythm anymore yeah. i can't do it like even if i try to fake it it's still like a you know uh a shuffle or yeah yeah you know <laughs> it's like what the hell i can't suck even if i want to <laughs> and that's when you know you've made i can't even suck that's how good i am i can't even make myself Couldn't suck suck if i tried man <laughs> yeah but, so regarding the the drum i mean so you put this together I mean, what is your target audience for this? Right now, my target audience is getting myself some students. Mm -hmm. I'd like to have some students because I like, fit, like physical some some disciples. Yeah, the <laughs> disciples. Yeah, putting it like that makes some... it sound <laughs> makes it sound Sith like. But... <laughs> but yeah, no, I'd really like to, you know, because I could learn just as much from them as they could potentially learn from me. You know, oh, yeah. through them, I'm going to be able to refine my teaching style and find out what clicks and what doesn't necessarily click, you know, try to cater more to their learning needs. And if they have a true passion for for playing drums, then I want to help them express that. Mm -hmm. you so know? you want you want kind of a one-on-one -on -one relationship with these people, or is this kind of like I'm going to uh, put stuff up on the drum way that I feel caters to these folks and they can come find it themselves? Yeah, I, I, I want the articles and blogs and lessons to have a personal feel on the website, even though it's just me typing to you across the Internet. You mm -hmm. know, you're reading this. I try to make it personal. And obviously through a one-on-one -on -one lesson, it's much easier to express these concepts of stuff. But I try to lay it out in a way that makes it feel personalized on the website um, in the hopes of people maybe getting more interested, reaching out to me for lesson work, session work, you know, whatever, you know. Now, how frequently do you plan on reaching out like so what's like the yeah, what's the cadence of the post you're right to now do? i've been going pretty good with three to four posts a week you oh know? cool yeah so I, very I, high every, traffic every, yeah every other day um i i like to write something in the the off day in between posts pick it up the next morning and uh refine it edit yeah. it a bit because i do kind of obsess over the way i write like i try to get my message clear and get it across mm -hmm. so um, taking the time to edit it's definitely a huge thing but I try to just post three or four things of high value um, that can be accessible at any time on the website if you want to go back to read it and it'll hopefully still be as fresh to the first person who reads it on the first day it was posted to the hundredth person who reads it uh, two weeks after it was posted you know it, it retains value so that's what I yeah so, how are you going about deciding on the material? Like, like, so do you have a set plan 
um, moving forward of what you're going to release moving forward? Or you just kind of do it on the fly? Um, it's mostly on the fly. It's mostly whatever spikes my interest, piques my interest, you know, that day. Like, like I said, I probably will at some point get some more um, posts going about the actual connection between the mind and the physical body drumming. Ah, so you know, making the, it a bit scientific a on top bit, of, yeah. of being, you know, just accessible. Absolutely, absolutely. But um, like with the lessons, I planned the lessons out. Okay, so, that's what I was wondering. Yeah, like the first pack of six loops I laid down were all part of the uh, basic rock pocket grooves lesson I put up. So I put those out, did the notation for them, get the audio samples together, did the write-up, posted that. And I knew I had two more lessons coming down the tube, with the second one being syncopation. And then probably um, in a week or so I'm going to put up the post on open-handed playing because that's that's going to be something that's going to be another longer piece so I'm going to want it to read well and Mm -hmm. translate well across the internet so I'm going to take the time to work on it you know make sure it's accessible and functional yeah I wanted to do something similar um on YouTube where basically uh I did. I was going to do videos starting from complete scratch and just working the way up. And I just haven't done it because I'm lazy. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I just think there's no time. There's now, no does, time. Does in that the day. stuff re- require a, a quote unquote lesson plan? Well, that's the thing. Is like we were talking about lesson plans. I was going to write out the whole plan. Like, all right, this is like introductory week step one, one. Right. That's to, what I'm. Uh, that's and you're t- you're how to hold the from... how to hold the sticks. How to you know build limb independence. Yeah. How to tune the drums. Yep. That kind of thing. Um. Maybe we can work together. I think that's a good idea, Jim. <laughs> Do you guys need video? <laughs> no. Actually, yeah, no. Well, <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right, then fuck off. Find somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no. No, I cool. mean, I'd love to get video accompaniment to the lessons, too, you know, because that's even more personal because you can look at the camera and imagine you're explaining it directly to the <laughs> student, you know? You can, even, you can even put a paper plate with a face on it. <laughs> have a little camera lens point through the plate. Get so. Gumby behind yeah. there. Gumby, I'm going to teach you to play drums. <laughs> Gumby would probably be a pretty sweet. I can drummer. imagine he'd be He's really good. Probably pretty flexible. Oh, yeah. He's got the reach. <laughs> just kind of goes with the flow. Yeah, so he dances, man. He just oh, yeah. glides wherever he goes. <laughs> he's got the that guy is smooth. So, I mean, what, when, when do you reach a point where you run out of stuff to talk about, though? I haven't reached it yet. So I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. I but mean, do you, fe- do you fear that day where you're like, shit? Um, I guess I do fear it. You know, as any writer would fear writer's block. And if yeah. the time comes that that if that happens someday, you know, hopefully it's a little whiles away before I yeah. start to seize up and not know what to say right. anymore. But then I feel like if I just cleared my head for a little bit, maybe mm-hmm. put down the project for three weeks or a month, you know. Provided I've still put enough content and right. value into it, I feel like I can come back to it with yeah. some fresh ideas. And that's what we do with the show. You know, we do ten episodes and then we take a month off to, you know, reflect on what yeah, we did, say yeah. what we, we like. Yeah. and it makes me miss it in that off time yeah. too. So then it makes me want to come back and do it better. See, that's that's what it's all about, right there. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. yeah, it's like it's like when you live with somebody and you know you. You spend so much time with them, and then you go away for a week. You come back. You just you're happy to see them so yeah. much more. And for yeah. me, that relationship is 
with my drum set. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I used to, you know, obviously I'm not going to say I used to hate going on vacation, but I used to, when I'd go away with my family for the week and I wouldn't be able to play my drums, like it was the best thing to like get home and just run downstairs. Just, yeah. Like, yeah, I'm going to play my drums. Let's go. <laughs> on the flight home, you're just thinking about you're cramped into your little coach seat, tapping away. <laughs> yeah. We got to do it. We got to do it now. <laughs> I got to get the rhythm out. We got to. The rhythm, the rhythm is going to get you, as Gloria Estefan once said. Uh, yeah, I mean, I just, I'm trying to keep it fresh, keep it new. I don't see a whole lot of things out there that are kind of like this, you know. Um, it's it's just about providing value and maybe learning something about myself along the way. So it's about exchanging value then. Yeah, it is. It is. It certainly is. And I think that's the best kind of exchange there is. You know, that's the most honest exchange between two people is knowledge. Yeah, exactly. Now, is this something you'd like to develop into, like, a company? like a... Um, Sure. I don't see why not down the line. You know, I don't plan on stopping by any means, and yeah. I'll just see, you know, how it grows day by day and what my needs are day by day and evaluate them, I guess, as they come. Um, but right now, I'm in a pretty happy spot just writing about something I love, um, just trying to teach people a little bit more about the thing that I truly love doing. And that's its own reward right there for me. Yeah, I mean, I see, I won't name any of them, but um, after you had brought up the drum weight to me and I kind of rekindled my interest in doing the videos and stuff, I was poking around the internet um, just to see what's out there. And a lot of it's pay stuff and it's crap. Yeah, I, I <laughs> it's like I don't feel like why, I need to make why, people pay for no, it. No, exactly, and it's like, why am I going to pay thirty dollars a month for you to teach me how to do a paradiddle when yeah. I can go <laughs> look That's it exactly up for free it. and then figure it out? I mean, know? the only thing <laughs> I'm going to charge for in this endeavor is lessons. Yeah, and that's yeah. and that's because coming to the lesson, I want to teach you something. I want to, I want to see you keep coming back and keep progressing and. You know, we can do some good work through the lessons, but everything on the website, it's going to be f free. I'm not going to have a members-only area yeah. where you got to pay. You got to give me your credit card number and give me 19.95 a month to keep getting my lesson updates. It, that just never made sense to me. Yeah. yeah. Uh, I, don't, I, I don't feel I like that's what that. the... I tried that with a guitar site, and I did it for like a month, and I was like, this is a waste of money. Yeah, exactly. Because you're you know? forcing yourself to, to cram in everything in that month. Yeah, like you don't... It's, it's, like, it's like signing a gym contract. Like yeah. when you sign up at Answer is Fitness. And then you don't go. Then you don't go, exactly. <laughs> what happens at the end of month one, you're like, God, what am I wasting $25 here for? Uh, no, I don't want it to be like that. Free, accessible information. Keeps people honest. Yeah, yeah it certainly does. Yeah, we didn't talk about how did you how did you even start playing the drums? How did you get into drums? I saw that thing you do by ah, Tom Hanks. Yeah, that's a good movie. The Wonders. Me, uh, Jimmy, and Devin watched that, and I was absolutely enamored with Guy Patterson. He was the <laughs> coolest thing ever playing the drums, and he would shades, and he would just say, "I am Spartacus." After he played and killed it. So after that, not long after that, my parents got me my first drum set, and it was just gone from there you know 15 years have gone by in the flash of an eye but here i am 15 years later certainly much better than i was when i started and i, I might be one of the few musicians who can say that he started playing because of tom hanks <laughs> <laughs> yeah. that's that now yeah, that movie is actually pretty good 
Oh, I like love I always it. saw no, it's a, it. It's yeah. a good flick. Yeah. And Tom Hanks is great. Tom Hanks is awesome. I heard he worked his ass off to make that wrote shit. Wrote and directed it. And he yeah. was, you know, only an really and only an actor up until that point. Mm-hmm. And then he was like, oh, this is, you know, the first directing thing. He said it was like the most, just to be everything at all times was just draining. That's, yeah. He did a great job. I yeah, mean, he had a great. huge impact on me for yeah. the movie. He yeah. certainly did. Who would have thunk? Tom Hanks. Tom Driving Hanks, people yeah. into their drumming careers. Well, I mean, it's... Yeah, it'd be I mean, funny if you went up to him and you'd be like, you're the reason I started playing drums. He'd be like... What the fuck? Well, are you exactly. About? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, no, no I, idea how to respond to that. The, the impact <laughs> that movies can have on everyone, because I mean, if we think back to what Jessica Prouty said, that was her. It was Josie and the Pussycats. That's true, right? So she just said she watched Josie and the Pussycats yeah. and, and did the same thing. She just became, whoa, that was fucking cool, and then did that, and and so like it's it's these major impacts these movies yeah. have on our lives. And you know, it was little, you know, seven eight year old me, all freaking couldn't sit still i got so much energy so <laughs> <laughs> sitting behind the drums that i was just like all right this is where i was meant to be you know i have found my home yeah <laughs> i remember you know the reason i started playing was what there was there was this kid i knew and he was joking around about starting a band well apparently he was joking and i didn't realize he was joking so i went and started learning how to play the drums and i'm like all right man i'm learning he's like oh i'm not doing anything oh, and then well. i just kept going with yeah. it and then I met Josh and kind of started hanging out with him. Oh and, yeah, yeah. And he's and then he threw a bass into your hand. Yeah, he and... got. He was just like, "Hey, we need a bass player." <laughs> and I was like, "You know, I've always wanted to try and play something." So I was just goofing around on it, and I was like, oh, I, "I'm enjoying this." Like, feel, it really clicked. I feel like most bassists learn because a bass is thrown at them. Well, they, they, they because there's a need for there's a because need. Yeah. All these other people, they're like, "We need a bass player." Well, let's just ask Tom. He might know how to <laughs> just see if it works on him. And then it did. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to. This week's Picks of the Week are brought to you by Uncle Quark's Extraterrestrial Semen Samples. (laughs) Grow your own alien. Oh, all right. I like that one. Yeah. That's good. That's that how the whole religion of Scientology started. Oh. <laughs> uh, brought to us by Scientology. <laughs> <laughs> all right. For those of you who don't know what picks of the week are, it's when we go around the table and we talk about something of the week. What? Something. Anything. Hope everybody's got their something ready. Oh, I've got something. All right. right. All right. We'll start with, we'll start <laughs> yeah, with you, start Ryan. With you. you got it ready up. Okay. Well, I guess I'm going to go with an album then that I've been jamming, and it is Drink the Sea by the Glitch Mob. Ooh. Yeah, they're a bit of a uh, housey dub kind of band, but uh, their music's a lot darker than, you know, you're going to hear freaking Avicii out there. Who Did you guys notice he literally released the same song twice? I don't know who of each. I don't is. know who the hell you're talking about. Oh, it's that. So, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, yeah, yeah, Vichy. Uh, I don't know. Hey, who he's got. You guys have heard the song though. Like it's so wake me up when it's all over. No. And then it goes dun 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 dun. Do they play it on the radio? They play it on like Coast ninety three three. That. Oh, well, right? I don't fucking listen to no. Coast ninety three three. Hey, I just scan through the radio and pick <laughs> up on. Yeah, it. All right, Ryan, yeah. you're full of shit. <laughs> well, he's got. In the, well, he's got another one that's the same exact um, build. It's uh, an, an acoustic guitar and a country sounding singer. And this one just goes, "Hey, brother," and then it just builds up to the drop in the chorus again, and it's the same. It's the same. Damn song. 
twice being so <laughs> it, it drives me nuts what I hear on pop radio nowadays. Yep. A bit like that that freaking happy song <laughs> by Pharrell. Oh man, the last people who are on loved Pharrell. <laughs> I yeah. I feel like that song is like Makes me feel insane. Like yeah. it's not, I it never, it, never heard of that guy. You just want to start like fucking stabbing yourself. It's it's just like I don't listen to the radio, so I'm very, very behind on well, what, the, what the kids are into yeah, these days. Me too. Yeah. Well, see, that's the kind of pop music. But then the Glitch Mob, they're a bit in the same ballpark as Avicii. They're both producers and electronic producers. But the Glitch Mob has some really dark stuff that I just caught on Pandora. I think I was listening to like MGMT radio mm-hmm. and they came on and I was just like, holy crap. And it's the entire album, Drink the Sea, it's it's dark feeling. It is. It's intense feeling and I really identify with music like that. So that's my <laughs> pick of the week is Drink the Sea by the Glitch Mob. Now you said it was like dub a little bit, a little bit of dub. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, it was, uh, you know, with the whole genre that came out of uh, dubstep and what Skrillex did, it was all based off those old dub uh, beats from like, um, you know, the old dub guys who came right after Marley did reggae, uh, like Jimmy Cliff, um, they just took the reggae beats and they stripped them down even more to the yeah. half time. And that's what the whole genre was built around the, the, the drum beat for, you know, and that's how any real genre of music gets started is around the drum beat back to drums. But, yeah. Um, yeah, it's, uh, and I really like listening to music like that because I don't know if the glitch mob is a couple people or one producer, but it gives you the kind of power over the sound, um, you know, akin to Beethoven almost. You know, you write the music, and then instead of an orchestra performing it for you, the computer performs it for you. Um, I've always kind of liked that about electronic music, even though I know some people don't. It's not their cup of tea, and yeah. that's okay I, with I me. I like it. I like, yeah, I, I always go to, back to the ambient thing. I'm big on ambient oh, electronic yeah. and... Like really um, spacey stuff and jazzy stuff. Like uh, Square Pusher is a really the jazzy I like Square Pusher electronic musician. That's that's different stuff. I think I'd have to check out this Square Pusher. Yeah, and he actually uh, some of his earlier stuff is actually like real drums chopped up, and he's actually playing the bass. Mm-hmm. Um, he oh, actually yeah, does play kills it. Yeah. yeah, he's nuts. That's but that's a, it's like a one man project, right? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So he gets to determine the entire sound, and he puts yep. it out there, and people appreciate it for what it is, and. He gets to take some serious pride in the fact that that was, that's his baby. That's yeah. an entirely his came out exactly piece. like he wanted. Yeah, it. yeah. And that's that's I say that about like there are these really you know terrible movies like B horror movies that come out that are written, produced, directed, edited, and starred in by this one person. And I'm like, this movie fucking sucks so much, and it came out exactly like they wanted it to. Yeah, and that yeah. makes me makes Tom angry. Make no, there's your anger, but you're baffled. Know, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, how is that their vision? <laughs> Sometimes it works and it's enjoyable. Yeah, Sometimes true. it doesn't, though. My turn? Yeah, yeah cool. Jimmy, go. Right. Uh, I'm going to go, actually, on the topic of drums. Um, have you visited Drumeo? They they do different... It's like a video blog. I've heard drummers. of it, actually. I think but, um, They did one with Thomas Pridgen, actually, uh, that I stumbled across. Uh, he was the drummer. He did drums for Mars Volta. He's oh, a crazy guy. Yeah, he's nuts. He's yeah. nuts. <laughs> yeah. Um, but so, you know, the beginning of the video, he just does a drum solo and it's just like, this guy's insane. Yeah. Um, but the 
the title of the video was uh, it was like Thomas Bridgen um, and u- utilizing rudiments around the drum kit or with the drum kit, and he went into like a forty-five minute discussion of different things and demonstrations, and um, he really broke down the like basically what makes up his style of playing, mm-hmm. and it was just really cool to see that because like hey, I can I can do that because he kind of um, gave some examples of like a lot of. His soloing is built around like his teacher said. All right, you're gonna play, you know, the samba beat, which is like you know the two kicks, the boom, yeah, boom, yeah, boom, and then doing rudiments over that and switching between, you know, leading with your right hand, leading with your left hand, doing different rudiments around the drum kit, doing it, you know, hi hat snare or yeah. rolling around the tom stuff, and it was just it was it was cool. Check it out. Oh, I'll definitely check it out because like that's right up my yeah. alley with what I'm kind of oh, aiming yeah. for. It really is, you know, and. To see it explained, that it would, like that's kind of what the whole thing, um, writing the drum way is. It's trying to force myself to express the way I view it in a way that makes sense. But I saw a video a lot like that with uh, Naveen Koberweiss from Animals as Leaders. Yeah. He did one, and it was just someone filming him at a drum clinic. And he showed this little fill where you just do flams with the alternate. So you go, yeah. you know, like that. But you just move it all around the set and do it real fast to, yeah. you know, how he plays. Yeah. Um and he was like, you know, you play it like this and people almost can't catch on to what you're doing. And they're like, well, that's what I heard, but how the hell is he doing that? And, yeah. you know, when he got going with it, you were like, how the hell are you doing that? The, yeah, so that's, it's like it's it. being a drum illusionist. No, that's what I was going to yeah. say. A lot of some of drumming is like illusion. Like it sound, you're only really doing like a couple of things, but it sounds like you're just making this wall of sound. Yeah. It's crazy. Tommy, what do you got for us? I'm going to go with the uh, Triscopes Separate Realities. Uh, I've been uh, listening to that on Spotify endlessly. I know you haven't because uh, <laughs> you don't listen to anything I try and tell you to listen I to. I do. You no, you don't. shit. No, you don't. Stop uh, lying to our fans. <laughs> uh, no, but I... All um, ten of them. I was trying... <laughs> yeah, right? I was trying to figure out who along the way told me about them or where... I can't find the person who... It came to you in a dream, didn't it? Yeah, the band name came to me and I just knew to look them up. No, I saw like a... Vi- someone posted it. I saw a video... And, like, it was a video of just their drummer, I think, just going crazy. I was like, whoa, that guy's fucking nuts. And then I listened to the band that he was associated with, and I was was so impressed with the sound. And it's it's just a drummer, a bassist, and a saxophone player. No vocals, just, like, progressive jazz metal is how I'd describe it. So Uh, it's instrumental. Yeah, it's all instrumental. It's all build. um, And they just go... just all over the place, yeah. just left to right, around, and then they bring it back. And I, uh, I don't know. I, I'm just. I listen to it while I while I work on stuff, while I'm doing like color correction, while I'm editing. Yeah. I'll, I'll, I'll listen to this in the background, and and that's when I try and listen to a lot of music. Because if I'm doing something else, and then something stands out to me in pieces, I'll go, oh, well, I'll revisit that, and I'll go to it. And this yeah. is something that I kept going back to the beginning of and listening to over and yeah. over again. And I, I really started to dig it, so I would recommend, uh, if you're into that kind of music, to listen to it. If you're not, then I would avoid it. I mean, I'm totally into that kind of the instrumental music. Like, like battles. Yeah, it, it's awesome. like it's like you, you get to like experience the song in your complete own way. You know, there's no singer um, lyricizing it. No, yeah, I was, I was talking, to, um, yeah. I was talking sure. to my friend Chris uh, Eversive, who Ooh, we yeah. interviewed on the show. But uh, uh, he was talking about how a lot of times he doesn't like lyrics in a song because he feels it's m- more of a connection when you're you're letting the music kind of paint the picture for you in your head. Mm. And yeah. Give you I, the, Emotions. I don't need lyrics in songs, yeah. and, and when lyrics are in songs, in all honesty, I just listen to the tone of the voice. 
Uh, if if I'm hearing the story come out of your song and I feel intrigued enough to go and figure out what you're trying to tell me, yeah. then th- that's a good job for the artist I'm listening to. Most of the time, I could care less what you're trying to say. I want to know what it sounds like. I want to yeah. know how it makes me feel. I feel like I feel like that's something that really sold pop music, though, is the lyrics and singing to people to make them feel the song that, you know, what the way... Katy Perry wants you to hear it. Well, your lyrics are dumb. You're not really telling me much of a story here. Mm-hmm. Um, but hate, then, hate that, yeah. So it, but when a lyricist does it right, like Maynard from Tool, he, yeah, you want to know what he's saying. Yeah, and he he's feeding off the music and painting the same picture in his own way and turning the entire song into an experience. You know. Mm-hmm. Speaking of Maynard, he just turned fifty. Fifty, I know. Happy birthday, Maynard. And did you listen to, uh, have you listened to the interview with him, with Mark Marin? No. Check it out. It's pretty okay. awesome. Um, anyways, let's uh, let's play a quick game. All right. Let's play. Is that fucked up or what? 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 <laughs> All right, I'm about to ruin everybody's day. Oh, gross. <laughs> uh, so we're going to play Is That Fucked Up or What? And that's when I give you guys a topic and you try to rationalize this fucked up thing that I tell you about. Okay. All right, it's so, fun. All right, <laughs> uh, we're gonna we're gonna dive into the animal kingdom today. <laughs> okay. So I was reading this article um, about how everybody thinks these animals are like adorable and cute, and how they're actually a bunch of assholes. Well, so what animals? Um, just different animals. So the one I'm gonna talk about today is sea otters. Uh, everybody sea thinks otters. sea otters are adorable and cute, and you know they hold each other's hands so they don't drift away while they sleep. Sea otters um, have been known to uh, attack baby seals and basically have sex with them until they're dead. So oh fuck my them god! Dead. Pretty much. Tom, go. Um. Well. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I, I so so it's not even like a, so it's a baby seal. So they they've so let's okay. Well, basically, what one it does second is is the otter holds the seal under the water and and humps it to death, um, and the seal drowns. All right, I I feel like in every community there's a certain <laughs> there's like, one of those there's one of those up, up individual, and the poor sea otters don't have like jail where <laughs> we can throw people who don't belong in a civil society in and that out there in the the waves is kind of a free for all yeah no one that no one there to tell him no don't do that that's a bad thing you're doing <laughs> it's a really bad thing is a, is a lawless land it is yeah it is yeah well i mean i i, I don't even want to think about this but <laughs> but if you take that situation and you bring it into mankind that person's getting the death penalty. That that person's not going to make it to the death penalty. Oh yeah, they're going to die in holding somewhere. Like <laughs> yeah, someone's going to take care of that one like ASAP. Yeah. That's what I've always heard about prison. I don't hope to ever experience prison, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be I've nice. always heard that uh um pedophiles and people who hurt children are treated like shit in oh, prison. Yeah, yeah uh, they are. Justifiably so in you know, you did some freaking awful things, but you're gonna get yours in prison, and a lot of them get killed. Yeah, and, and yeah, maimed and, and whatnot. But uh, so are, the seals aren't taking action. I guess not. The seals. Well, it's a so baby. S- se- it's a poor little baby seal. Yeah, but don't you think the family of that seal would hold like a vigil? <laughs> a seal vigil. Uh. A s- <laughs> 
<laughs> no, maybe. They, they, yeah, that's why nothing's happening. They're just sitting there clapping. They think that's <laughs> why the otters. That's why the otters think it's okay. They're actually evolved to the point of like the Roman Colosseum, and they just <laughs> kill each other for sport now to the entertainment <laughs> of the crowd. Of the other seals. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my god. Well, uh, yeah, that certainly is fucked up. <laughs> Um, I mean, I guess from the otter's perspective, if no one's disciplining him, he doesn't know it's that fucked up. I mean, is this a car- is, is this all otters? Not all otters, but most otters. Sea otter, I believe it's this it's, trait it's happened. sea otter. Well, they it's happened more than once. They were talking about sea otters. They were talking about how dolphins will gang up on porpoises and just kick the shit out of them. Like, like, like for pack, fun, like what's, gang mentality. Well, yeah. yeah, what's 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 the porpoise doing in their territory? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> Get the is fuck the out of here, porpoise. He's on the wrong end of the ocean. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, man, you can't cross turf. <laughs> the crypts and the bloods of yeah. the uh, dolphins and the, porpoises, the, the sea kingdom. <laughs> yeah, but do you think all dolphins would do that if they had the opportunity? I think, I think not. I think there are some ethical dolphins out there. Well, because I mean, look at Lion King, right? We had Mustafa, right? The... Noble King Mufasa. 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 I call them Mustafa. Mufasa. <laughs> <laughs> That's like. That's, uh, I think I've probably done the same thing a thousand <laughs> times. <laughs> Mufasa is this noble kingly lion, and then he's got his you know brother Scar, who's this giant piece of shit English guy. So it's like, yeah, what the fuck's an English guy doing in Africa? Well, well I guess yeah, that makes a, sense. That's a t- <laughs> it used right? to be a territory. Yeah, uh, you know, uh, a, that was a stupid, stupid thing for me to say. That's quite okay. King but... Leopold of Belgium going into the Congo <laughs> and freaking <laughs> destroying the continent from the inside out. Uh, There's your yeah. history lesson for the day. Yeah. <laughs> Good news, everybody. Yay, South Africa. All right. <laughs> I think that's it. Yeah. So I think that's it. Well, we didn't really get to the conclusion of this, which yeah, I we mean, did. We we said they're doing it because the seals are cheering them on. Oh. All right. They're selling tickets. Close <laughs> the show. Close the books. <laughs> oh, that's awful. They were talking about chimpanzees too, but we all know chimpanzees. Chimpanzees are can be. Oh my god! I remember <laughs> when I was probably ten years old. I watched this documentary on chimpanzees. Was it the humanzee? Uh, the humanzee. Oh. What's that? We'll tell you about that right. later. <laughs> but um, in this documentary, it was two groups of apes ended up fighting each other, gorillas in Africa or whatever. And if you were left behind with the other group, like your your group retreated. They like took you. He <laughs> took and, like a deep swallow. No, it was it was it was it was really messed up. Like they mutilated them. They yeah. ripped off their freaking nuts and stuff, and they just beat the crap out of them and left them to die there. And they showed a picture of the poor thing after it was. I was just like, little ten year old me was like, that's the most. I never want to go to the zoo seen. again. Seriously. Speaking right. of the zoo, I heard mighty the li- Joe Young's a dick. <laughs> I, I woke up this morning and I heard the lion roaring over it over the Cape and Park Zoo there because it's behind the. Oh, that's awesome! I, I always forget the zoo. Wake up to a lion roar. Because Jack, Jack's just like I was laying there. I was like, "Do you hear that?" And I did it again. I was like, "That's the lion! The lion's roaring!" Awesome. Oh, happy that day! That is really cool. Yeah. All yeah. right, you've been listening to the Studio Seller. <laughs> if you'd like more information, please navigate on over to www.thestudioseller.com or facebook.com/slash/thestudioseller. We are on iTunes. We are on YouTube. We are on Twitter. Get over there. Leave us some reviews. Subscribe. Do all that fun stuff. That's a lot of stuff. That's, a, that's quite the to-do to. list for them there. <laughs> it is. No wonder no one doesn't do anything. It's like, ah, that sounds too cumbersome. <laughs> all right, Ryan, you going to uh, do some plugs for us? Go ahead and plug. Um, Yeah, so if you're interested in learning drums, uh, head over to the drumway.com. It's a, I try to make it a lot more than just straight lessons. I try to incorporate some exercise, everything, something yeah. that... 
um, can potentially help everyone. So it's yeah. thedrumway.com, and I'm on Twitter as well right now. And uh, it's a good website too. It's got it's it not a, it's not a piece of shit. You got nope. the you got the studio seller seal of approval. Yeah, it's navigatable, readable, navigatable. Very clear. Is that All a word? right. Yeah, I guess it is. I was shooting for navigatable with the website, <laughs> so I'm glad it worked. <laughs> is it a word? I don't know. Tommy, I mean, it's go. Gonna be it. Um, so next weekend, we're, we're, this is Saturday right today, but this is going to happen on Monday. So this coming weekend is the 48-hour project. There's an Indiegogo up for the project. They're trying to raise some cash to help out just uh, get through the production. Um, so, yeah, I'll go over to Indiegogo. Uh, Rock Your Head Productions, Fat Foot Films are running it. I will be editing that nice. next weekend. And I'm going to plug the studio, www.turbulentstudios.com, facebook.com slash Studios. And um, we just had our first adapter adapter show. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Which was Friday. awesome. Yeah, we, we, we both attended. enjoyed it. Thanks, guys. So if you would like more information about that, uh, Facebook.com/slash/adapter/adapter/official. All right. Anyways, I'm Jim. I'm Tom. And remember, if you come here to bring the party, you best come to stay and. God damn it, Tom. <laughs> Fuck me. This reminds me of like fits in the tantrums almost. Old school like rhythm and blues kinda. <laughs> I like it. Who where did this drum beat come from? Uh it's a sample library. Good, I'm glad we're keeping it original. Yeah. I didn't do it. I know, it was sarcasm. I didn't do it. Sarcasm. I didn't do it, Tom. <laughs>